Good morning, everybody. Uh, this is Terry and Tom from the Metaphysical Mysteries. Today we've got an exciting guest, one that comes to us with a lot of information related to the Akashic Records. For those of you who do not know what the Akashic Records are, you're about to learn. And uh, for that, I will turn this thing over to Valerie. Uh, Valerie has been uh, a hypnotherapist, Akashic Record reader, um, also an artist. Uh, for many years, and uh, I've had the pleasure of, of working with her several times in the past. And um, so, um, Val, you're out in Virginia, correct? I am. Great state of Virginia. Okay. And uh, you're you're where? Tom's Jefferson used to live somewhere close there. I'm in Charlottesville, Virginia. Exactly. Uh, there, there you go. All right full of history. Back in the middle of Virginia. Perfect. Perfect. So. Um, yeah, if you want to tell the folks just a little bit about you, and then we'll kind of get into some questions. I mean, I'll just say, where'd you, where'd you start all this and how did it come to you? Well, that's that's a long story, but I'll, I'll make it brief. But first of all, let me say thank you for having me on the show. It's very exciting. Okay. Um, I've been doing Akashic Record work for probably about 15 years now. But prior to that, I did energy work. So I became a Reiki master maybe 20, 25 years ago. And have been learning other modalities of healing work since then. The Akashic records have been fascinating me since my early 20s when my first husband died in a car accident very suddenly. So that was my wake up, right? So people often have some sort of event in their life which wakes them up and, and alerts them to a new way of, of being or thinking about things. And when I felt his soul pass through me, I... It, it changed me. That's the best way for me to describe it is it changed me. And then my father had a dream that same night that my first husband died where my husband came to him in the dream and asked him to get some of us together to tell us that there was nothing to fear in death, that he was in a, a, a wonderful place, that there was nothing to fear in dying. And uh, again, that that brought me so much peace. It changed me. And from that moment on, at the age of 25, I became a spiritual seeker. I mean, I, I couldn't get enough information about reincarnation, afterlife, death. I mean, as morbid as it sounds. But around that same time, I became very acquainted with uh, Edgar Casey and his Akashic Record work. I also grew up in the Virginia Beach Tidewater area, so I was, I was pretty well acquainted with the Association for Research and Enlightenment, but I literally read everything I could get my hands on by Edgar Cayce back in my 20s, not knowing that decades later I would actually be doing my own Akashic Record reading work. So that um, journey, 20s, 30s, 40s, and into my 50s, it's been uh, intense at times. I've learned an immense amount. I've experienced things that, uh, odd occurrences, uh, people hand me books, books fall off the shelves. I would meet people that were very much into energy work or the occult or uh, you name it. But it's been a very interesting journey. All of that has led me to what I do now. And you spoke very clearly about the Akashic Record work, um, the intuitive healing, the art is actually new. That came about in the last five or six years. I'm pretty sure through my work in the Akashic Records, because when we're in the records, we're pulling information from all of our lifetimes. And um, I feel that in many other lifetimes, I was a creative person in some way, shape, or form. And it's kind of culminated in this lifetime where I'm able to tap into a feeling or somebody's energy, and I'm able to translate it onto uh, paper or canvas or whatever. So I want to stop you. I'm going to stop you for just a second for the, for the folks that are brand new to the Akashic record uh, and the term Akash or Akashic uh, Sanskrit, you know, for what we would know as the book of life, you know, from a Christian perspective, uh, they talk about your name being in the Lamb's book of life uh, biblically. And so, uh, Edgar Casey, of course, being quite a Christian fundamentalist, actually, um, this was news for him when he got it in his, uh, he's a sleeping prophet, uh, for those who don't know. And he's one that, you know, when he goes into trance, he didn't remember any of it until he came back out and those around him, you know, would explain what he had just said. So um, it was a new thing for him to say, you know, what is this Akashic record 
deal. So it's basically memories of your soul as your soul has moved through time and space as we know it. Um, and then so what Valerie does is follow that thread back in time uh, to try to get you some data that might be helpful for this particular lifetime. That that basically means that you have to kind of believe in reincarnation from the beginning. Otherwise, the Akashic Records all hooey uh, to the average person. But since Casey, you know, was quite the fundamentalist and he came to know that this was an accurate statement of the journey of your soul through eons of time, um, that's kind of where we're at. So it's just a different language, different way to say basically the the book of life so anyway i want to just stop and tell the the folks that i like your kitty and what's her name that's cleo 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 uh, good from a past life i'm sure oh, absolutely she's she's <laughs> okay. very attuned to energy absolutely you made a very interesting point there about the akashic records you know edgar casey died in 1945 which is obviously quite a long time ago and sleeping prophet is what they called him because he did go into trance he didn't remember anything he talked about, and it was transcribed by someone. And, of course, where we are now in our evolution and our um, conscious awareness, we don't have to necessarily go into trance anymore. So when I go into trance or open the records and begin to channel information for clients, I absolutely remember everything. Um, I don't talk in a funny voice necessarily. So it's it's interesting how we've evolved since then. And... Um, your description of the Akashic Records is great. I talk about it as the record of your soul's existence. And in my work in the records, I've learned so much because I think of time now as there's only this moment of now. I don't even like to think of past, present, and future, although we talk that way. Um, there is only this moment of now. So when I'm in the records with a, a person or a group or whatever, there is to me, a sense of pulling information from sort of this infinite spiral or circular kind of um, place, I guess. It's a little hard to describe, but it's all there. I know. You know line. For, it's just all for, there. For us in the regular world that they may be out driving their car or listening to this, I will just think we think of time as a linear thing, you know, like one end of a ruler to the other end, start, finish. Whereas even biblically, it's Alpha and Omega. It's a circle like yeah. that. And you just described a circle. And so uh, for those that are not, you know, really have met, well, let's just say they've not taken the time to think about that. Um, we just assume linear. And that's just how we think. That's how our brains, you know, contemplate these things. But in fact, it's it's kind of all ongoing at the same time in this circle. And you're just wafting back through that, try to find something that's, I think I think the main thing from my experience is, and uh, Tommy, you've done a lot of Akashic Record stuff too, especially this year. You've been working a lot on that. Um, it seems that for the most part, when people do get something from a reader or themselves or however they want to uh, go down the line, it seems to be things that they need to know in relationship to this lifetime. Not just, hey, I was a mass murderer back in the Roman era. Oh, I may not have any good use. And I think even Casey would talk about, you know, you get this amnesia when you come into each lifetime. And therefore, you don't have to carry all that burden with you. You can have a fresh start each and every time. So you're not thinking all the way back. Although deep soul memory, you know, would still be there. But I don't think that we get to access that if it's not helpful. Right. Yeah, it's a great way of describing it. I'd say that's. That's very accurate. And to take it a step further, uh, I think it's very helpful to, to access the Akashic Records in order to be able to recognize past, recognize past patterns, um, beliefs, anything that you've experienced in other dimensions or other lifetimes that are limiting you now, right? So whether it's health, physical, mental, emotional, um, you're able to address those issues in the present moment, uh, based on past lives, and it's uh, it's an incredible way to grow and evolve and stop repeating those patterns and step well, out of old beliefs. Let me ask you this question. You've had a lot of experience with a lot of different people, um, and of course, I think everybody wants to be some princess or king or something like that in the background, but from your experience, what are most people getting when they get a past life reading? Are they experiencing those kind of lifetimes 
or how rare is it to have a notable lifetime? In other words, something that would be written in the history books or people would know. That's pretty rare. That is pretty rare. And, uh, and it's funny you mentioned that because I think people are changing and a lot of people that come to me now, they're not really interested in that. They really truly want to be free of the, the karmic entanglements or the patterns. And, uh, they really want to step into better relationships where they feel stuck in life and, and, you know, tuning into the records and finding out what happened in past lives helps them to move forward. But, uh, it's very rare to, to actually tap into somebody's past lives where they were somebody famous. And, uh, Typically, well, I can't really say typically, to be honest with you, because everyone is so different. Um, but I meet a lot of people that were, you know, warriors of some nature. Um, you know, gosh, you've been and done everything in your existence. You've been and done everything. It's all about the experience. So you've been the perpetrator. You've been the victim. You've been rich. You've been poor. You've been male. You've been female. Um, and many people are pretty fascinated to find out that they really truly have been and done everything. Yeah. And uh, we're here to experience Sure. And through all those experiences. And in this lifetime though, you've actually, you've got native American in your background, correct? I do. Yeah. You think any of that, that kind of background helps you at all or adds any kind of flavor to this whole thing? Um, Maybe a tiny bit, but but I'm going to say probably not. Um, yeah. I do have an affinity for that, but uh, I would say it's probably not a huge part of it. It's more other existences, um, who I've been. Mm -hmm. This life, I mean, makes me who I am in this life, but it's uh, I, the answer I'd say is no. It's probably okay. not that big a factor to me, to be honest with you. Yeah. So anybody can do it no matter what lifetime they're in. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Tell me what's your experience with the, uh, the Kashuk records. I found it really interesting to be able to go back um, the way the information is presented. You know, it's usually in a very positive light, for the most part, like a helpful um, messaging, if you will. Um, and sometimes the wording comes out. I know it's definitely not mine. I would never speak that way. You know, I'm from Boston. They have no accent like that. So uh, sometimes it's tough to understand what, quite the messaging. Absolutely. That's a good point. I like that because quite often I will say, this, these are not my words. Mm -hmm. And I'll say something, but it will resonate with that person, right? A certain term or phrase or even a, you know, some word. It's, that's, that's a really good point. So is there a particular uh, experience um, that you've had with a client that just kind of stands out that was, you know, really kind of cool? I mean, you don't have to mention any names, but that really had a, an impact on the way you saw things or or them, for that matter. Well, there are lots of them, but what immediately comes to mind is uh, a number of years back, I had a, a lovely woman in her late 60s come to me to uh, find out about her experience with aliens and when she was young a young mother newly married with a with a newborn son she and her husband and her son sort of a classic story driving down a you know sort of a semi-country road in and a, a northern state and sure enough their car stops and they both saw the 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 uh the spacecraft ahead and at that point they both had amnesia until they found themselves back in the car. Now, her the man she was married to at the time, she's divorced from, he wouldn't talk about anything at all. The son has grown up, everything's fine. She couldn't remember anything about it, but she knew, she knew deep down that something had happened and she came to me to find out um, what had actually occurred. And it was really interesting uh, because when we went back into her records and we actually did hypnosis around it as well she remembered that all three of them were in the were taken into the craft they were not hurt uh, her husband and son literally stayed asleep and she interacted with these these beings that uh, she remembered that she used to be one of them and she had agreed to come to earth to uh, to be studied really. And they, they held her in the highest regard. They didn't hurt her. 
Um, and the reason she couldn't remember, what she told me was every time I try to remember what happened, I get a pain in my head. Mm -hmm. And they had literally put something in her brain to block her from remembering because she would be so afraid if she did remember. But at this point in her life, and again, this is probably about four years ago, she was ready to begin to remember and it wasn't frightening to her any longer. And that was really interesting to me. I just found that fascinating because I've always felt like we're not the only ones here in the universe, right? But the other really interesting thing that came about it came about because of this particular thing was she actually called me about two days later and said that she'd had lunch with a friend that she'd known for decades the next day after our session. And during lunch, her friend said to her, wow, you have so much energy. You seem like a completely different person. And she, she said she felt better the next day. She literally had more energy because I suppose her brain or her psyche had been trying to, you know, either shut down this memory. She'd been trying to remember it for so long. It took so much of her personal energy. And when we opened the records and we freed up some of those memories, it, she felt so much better. It literally cleared her energy field. She had more energy, which I found very fascinating. And I've found more cases of that. Um, the more work I do, that it's when you unblock and you step into recognizing patterns through work in the Akashic Records, it's pretty amazing how it changes the flow of energy, like your own personal energy. Exactly. Now, if she was, um, you know, had this interaction with aliens, I'm just going to go down the logical line here for a minute and, and say that um, she decided to come here, that would basically mean that she had to come, I guess, as a soul, and she had to decide to incarnate as a human, uh, which also then begs the question, how many of the rest of us have done the same? Because, you know, many people ask me, hey, what's an alien look like? And I often say, look in the mirror. You know, we're not all from here. I mean, nobody's actually from here. We're souls, and we decide to come in to be a human being, I guess, the previous life, you could have been on the teddy bear planet or the praying mantis planet, whatever strikes your fancy is something you want to accomplish. And that's a bigger concept for a lot of people. And uh, it kind of takes them out of their comfort zone. Um, did this woman happen to indicate what planet or solar system or whatever she was from? No, we didn't go into that much detail. She did describe these beings. And um, to be honest, they were, uh, basically how you would sort of think aliens would look. They weren't frightening in any way. They were sort of androgynous with almond-shaped eyes. I mean, you know, it wasn't that different than what you have maybe read about. Um, she said they were very, 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 very intelligent, not emotional, um, but again, held her in the highest regard and um, were just grateful that she was willing to do this for them. Um, but I've also found in my work, too, that what you just said about none of us originating here, I, I believe that's true. And uh, I believe that most of us have spent existences or, or lived in other galaxies uh, on other planets before coming here. Uh, Earth is actually a, an interesting place to be. It's, I think it's a big learning for us. Yeah, I think it's the cause and effect planet. You might learn a lot of things in a lot of other places, but you want to put it to the test. You come to this location and give it a whirl, and um, I think you do get a Cub Scout badge for being here. It's pretty tough. I agree. I agree. Yes. yes for sure. So, yeah. Well, you know, these Akashic Records, what, what kind of a client would you typically see who's going to come dragging into your office, Valerie, Valerie, I need help, you know, um, or maybe they're just interested and they come in. Um, but uh, what's what's the typical client look like, you know, general? I, 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 we're stereotyping now, but um, just for the purposes of learning. Well, it's interesting because that's that's been evolving and changing over the years. So really there isn't a typical client. I see uh, young people, you know, anyone from, well, I've, I've worked with young children and their parents. Right. Um, I've worked with teens. uh Males, females. Uh, the, my oldest client was my own father when he was 99. Uh, so I would say. I'll, I'll do a quick timeout. Her father was a World War II vet, flew in the planes of uh, bombers over over Europe. So 
hats off to him for his service. I know he's gone now, but we appreciate his service. But I know he appreciates it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we very much appreciate it and to live a 99-year life. Wow. So hats off to him. Go right, go right ahead. Sorry I had to interrupt give a little veteran's shout-out. That's fine. So I would say most of my clients are women, but that is also changing. I get more and more men. I actually do have uh, you know, a fair amount of people that come in, um, couples. Uh, I've actually worked with whole families. Um, but somebody will typically come to me who is feeling stuck. So what does that mean? Stuck in life, stuck in some form of creativity, relationship, work, all of the above. I get a fair amount of people that have come to me for physical symptoms they can't figure out what's going on um that's i mean and then there are curiosity seekers and there are people who um just actually want some sort of holistic health i have i have regulars which is great i have people that i see once a month once every couple of weeks and it's it's uh that's always interesting because we can go deeper and deeper and deeper into whatever's happening in their life. You just work through the layers and the levels. And I love the opportunity to work with people over a period of time because you really make a lot of progress and it's gratifying to see that progress. So it's hard to say what kind of person shows up. Gotcha. So if somebody was to come into you, are, are you are the one that's doing the reading? Do they go into any kind of state of hypnosis? Do they just sit and watch? Uh, how do they participate, if at all? If I'm, if, if you're going to be the reader for them, they come in. Or what are they supposed to do? Just sit there, or are they go into a little state of hypnosis themselves, or what do they do? Well, it depends. So I actually offer hypnosis within the Akashic Records. I also just offer an Akashic Record intuitive healing session. So if we're doing hypnosis, then I'm actually going to take them into the induction phase, and we're going to. It's, it's going to be different because they're going to go very deep into their own subconscious and we're going to, to do that. So <clears throat> that's one. If somebody comes to me for just an Akashic Record intuitive healing session, I absolutely do relax them. I have them um, take a few deep breaths. It's not as deep a state of relaxation as hypnosis. But I do like when somebody's relaxed and calm because they're going to get more out of it if they are calm and relaxed and there is a dialogue so whether or not you're actually in hypnosis or you're just here for an akashic record reading and intuitive healing you are going to be dialoguing with your guides answering questions sharing what's going on um but i also talk a lot especially in an Akashic Record intuitive healing session, I will actually channel information from their guides to them. And do you like tape these or do they take notes or both? Or I don't tape them with smartphones now. Honestly, I don't mind if people record right. at all. Uh, and I prefer if they don't take notes because I want them to be relaxed. Right. Gotcha. So the recording option on the phone, I think I take full advantage of that. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, good idea. Good. So if a, um, a, a well, let me just say this. I, I, I had a, a client, um, uh, a younger, younger individual, and uh, she'd had a lot of stomach problems and issues um, going through high school. She was in sports and all this sort of thing. And uh, we got the opportunity I had to talk to, now there, these folks were very Christian oriented. So I had to talk to the parents because this was a minor. And I said, listen, um, we're going to do some hypnosis, but don't be surprised if your daughter uh, kind of drops into uh, a past life. It could happen during this process. And I said, so don't freak out. Don't jump around. Just relax and just let it flow. This happens. Uh, whether you've been taught that or not is a whole other thing. And I said, so let's see what we what happens. And so we had that meeting before they came in. And, and so anyway, long story short, yeah, they came in and, and this uh, this girl had uh, been a warrior back in ancient, ancient, ancient times and had been um, knocked off of a horse. Another individual from the opposing army uh, had put a spear in her gut. And that particular spear still had energy uh, that was deal she was dealing with at this time. And as I had them in their state of hypnosis, I asked if they knew this particular person. And yes, it was uh, another girl in high school that was constantly harassing her 
and so forth. And I said, okay. So anyway, long story short, we worked through that to where there was a, a bit of a forgiveness, I guess I'll call it, between the parties and that she realized that the other person didn't really want to do it. They had to do it because, well, they were in the Army. And so the, the key was in that particular case, and she described the whole, you know, she was not really a uniform. It was so old. It was like, you know, they had spears, but they also had kind of some shields that were kind of made of like skins of some animals and stuff. It was really, really old stuff. And um, long story short, uh, she didn't die from that spear. She lived on to be approximately 65 and then finally died, uh, but had pain in the gut the entire time. And so once we released this, immediately, boom, no more pain in the gut. It was all gone and went back to playing sports. And, and she had been off school for about nine months and uh, had to do home study. And, you know, mom and dad were very intelligent people, and they were simply amazed at that ability just to release that from a past life. And this was the life to do it. So, and it was kind of interesting because of, um, you know, there was a, another relative involved who had had a prayer state and had seen an angel and uh, they, they were 300 miles away from me, but said, Hey, uh, you're supposed to go see this guy. You know, they, it's really interesting how that just kind of weaves through and the, the, their other relative lived nearby me by chance. And these things were put together and uh, crazy how the, I call it the yellow brick road follow the yellow brick road. And, and it's, fascinating how they put people from one part of the country to another part, put them together, and then there's a healing that takes place. Fascinating stuff. I'm sure you've had some of those events as well. Oh, yeah. 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 It's always it's always fascinating. I like to say I'm never surprised by anything, but I'm always amazed, always yeah. amazed at how things come together. And your example of the, the girl, you know, that's great because it's I, – I actually – have seen things like that as well, <clears throat> excuse me, where, you know, you clear up some physical problem and it, and it, uh, it changes the perspective of the person. And as far as, you know, the healing and the, <clears throat> excuse me, um, clearing the pattern, the forgiveness aspect, and she can, you know, come back into school and uh, there's karmic energy around that with this with this girl it's fascinating and gratifying at the same time exactly so tommy you got any questions yeah Val, have you ever had um you know a client ask a question and you're being told basically you can't give the information that they're seeking at that time they're not ready for it or it's not the right time for them to have it not in a really long time okay not in a really long time. Early on, that happened a few times. And that's a really interesting question, Tom, because I wonder if um, that was actually the case or was it my own filter that was kind of getting in the way. So I've learned over the years to do my best to remove my ego and my filters. And I I just share the information as it comes out. Now, with that being said, there's never been anything bad and there's never anything. I actually had somebody ask me, is there ever embarrassing information that comes out? When you're in the Akashic Records, you're in a very high frequency, a very high dimensional realm, if you will, and nothing bad comes through. But that's a great question. So was it me? I don't know, but I've learned to just allow I think the other question I had was, if we go back to Terry's earlier question about your typical client, are you seeing a change in the demographic like someone that 20 years ago would never have ever even entertained this? Oh, now, absolutely. So, yeah. Yes, I, I have. Think the audience to know that, you know, before it was, quote, unquote, the woo-woo world, so to speak. But we're finding more common people, for lack of better wording, stepping forward and just testing the waters to see what this is all about. Yes, Tom, you're right. More more men, people of different ages, uh, people of different um, backgrounds and, you know, religious beliefs and all of that. And I think you're absolutely right. Yes. And I think that speaks to our evolution as a as a, you know, all of humanity kind of waking up and recognizing that um, this kind of work is not 
all that woo-woo that people are are looking for alternative ways to help themselves. So as an extension of that question, from your perspective, because I think some of the people out in the audience, they don't differentiate the Akashic Rita from maybe a psychic with the crystal ball, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So from your perspective, how would you describe the difference between the two? Well, in a way, I guess I am a psychic in that I'm able to tune into somebody's energy. And I know that sounds strange to somebody who's not used to hearing that, but we're all energy. That's what we are. And all I'm doing with your permission is just tuning into your energy. And I've learned to... I've learned to be able to do that through experience, I think. And as my work has progressed, I pick up the energy of someone's words. I can sort of pick up what's going on, um, and I'm careful how I word this, in their body through their energy field. I'm not a medical intuitive, so I don't diagnose anything or anything like that. But I'm able to pick up energetic anomalies maybe or blocks and – I think more and more people are open to that. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I answered your question, but. Oh, I think I think it gives it a good um, differentiation because I think people, you know, they need to see that there is a difference between them. Yes. So uh, that, thank you for that. I, I needed to get back on the path there. So um, people used to go to, I think, to psychics to to maybe have their future told, you know, to be told what to do. I need to know what to do. I need to know what my future holds. So first of all, um, within the Akashic Records, it, it is the record of your soul's existence. There's everything there. So we're picking up energy from the past and the future um, to help you to focus on the now. I can't tell anybody what your future holds because all of the information is there and there are many paths and many choices you can make. And I'm very upfront about that with people. I can't tell you what the future holds because you actually ultimately decide it. What I can help you with is making choices that are going to help you to to move forward in the way that's best for you based on what's showing up in your energy field, what we're actually pulling from the records, what's showing up to help you to recognize patterns and beliefs and behaviors that maybe you can let go of now or move past. And what I've always found is like whatever's the priority need for them seems to be what surfaces at the moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. It may not be the question they ask. There might be a higher priority that needs to be addressed first. Absolutely. But I'm very upfront. I don't, you know, I'm I'm not going to tell you what paths to take because it's not mine to say. But I will absolutely help you to um, recognize some that that are beneficial and leave some other things behind. Yeah, I'm in the same vein, even in counseling. People go, what do I do? I go, I have enough trouble running my own life. I'm not telling you how to do yours. Sorry. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, totally. I get asked that innumerable amount of times. And I tell people it's much like a hand right here is today and tomorrow, the next day, if you stay on that course, you know, a certain thing will happen, but then it spreads out like the fingers. You got all these choices, free will if you will. Um, a lot of people seem to think that uh, maybe 20% is preset and 80% is free will. You know, who knows what the final combination actually is in your particular situation. Um, but I do know that choices are important and you need to reflect on those within self, um, not for anybody else to make. And I think that's where we want to always caution people to not get dependent upon psychics and mediums. Um, and, and the professional ones will tell you, do not come back to me for at least six months, if not longer, because, you know, we're going to give you a little window on the world for today. you got to take it from there and run with it. I'm not the one that's supposed to be teaching you every little thing, every little move to make. And unscrupulous people that work in that field of, of readings, uh, you know, would certainly take advantage of people, you know, month by month by month or week by week, whatever the case may be. And I know a lot of people who get addicted uh, to getting readings from a whole variety of people. Now, Tom and I on the show, we get a lot of readings because we interview people who do that. So, um, and we've had so many that it's, um, it gives us a real good sense of what this person does or, or does not do. Um, you know, I had one here maybe a week ago, and it was on a scale of, in my opinion, 
zero to 10, 10 band, you know, word of God, uh, it was probably a three. So there's no way we're ever going to have a, a three on the show. It's just not going to happen. And um, we want to have people that have higher skill levels than that and that are going to be very accurate in what they do. So we have a, a certain threshold, if you will, um, that we have to maintain because we're trying to, you know, take a look at science as it relates to spirituality on the show. And, um, you know, there is science behind this. We do know there is, you know, the auric field around people. We do know there's seven layers to it. We we do know about the light and the photons and all the movement and, and uh, how people can see within that field little problems that are occurring either on the emotional scale or even the physical scale. So those are all very common things, and I want people to know that there is some science to back that up. Uh, and so we're never going to go down the woo-woo road 100% and have crazy folks talking. And so that's why Valerie's here, because she's not crazy. <laughs> and I know that for a fact. So uh, anyway, we're probably all crazy at some level, but at least, you know, normal crazy rather than really out there crazy. But um, so, um, Valerie, you do this kind of work. You also do some artwork. Um, and, and as it relates to, you know, making uh, cards and, and, and just soul paintings, and that's something that's come on uh, lately. Can you tell us how that began and, and what that looks like for people that might want to be a client there? Sure. So um, I was actually working with a, a uh, kind of a life coach person just to help me sort of add to my practice, see what I could do with marketing and, and building my practice a little bit. And uh, and she offered me the option to sit tune into my own creative source through mm-hmm. dance or writing or movement or painting or drawing. And I went, Hmm, painting that, like immediately, like ding, ding, ding painting. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the short version of this story is I went out and bought yeah, a little small canvas and a basic set of acrylic paints and took the time to drop into my own Akashic records and just uh, uh, connect to my own creative source, which we all have and began to paint this painting that was amazing. It had literally everything in it. Now, what does that mean? It had everything in it. It's abstract, but I will never sell this painting. It's actually upstairs in my, in my office slash studio. Well, we see one behind you. Is that one of your pieces? Oh, that's definitely one of mine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, cool. That way people have a sense. They're all, they're all over the place. Okay. Um, but it literally contained every aspect of my soul. It's the best way for me to describe it. And I call it primal self because it's so primal to me. So I, I, it opened up something in me. And it opened up something that was like turning on a tap that I cannot turn off. And it's been such an integral part of my work over the last, say, five or six years. And it's a... Uh, so prolific that um, I actually created a set I'm going to show you guys of, of uh, what I call, I call them Akashic record Oracle reading cards. And there are 56 cards in this deck. Every single one of them is one of my paintings and they're all what I call intuitive art. So you play with them like you'd play with any other sort of Oracle deck, right? You can, I I use them with clients. uh, I sell them. Um, there, it's fascinating. You just literally put your energy in, ask what it is that you want to know today. You can do a tarot-like reading. You can do anything you want with them. And during our, our pandemic, I actually got a, a, a new wave of, of creativity and created what I call the Akashic Light Symbol Cards. So these are symbols. They're a little bit different, and each one has a meaning. And again, do the same thing. I use these interactively with the oracle set you draw maybe one from the oracle set one from the light symbol deck and just ask what is mine to know today so i have an instagram account i have facebook all of that so quite often i'll do cards for the day and i'll do a little video or i'll i'll take a picture of the cards and talk about them and i'm telling you you cannot make this stuff up it is amazing when i do a card for the collective what it picks up from the energy of the collective and how it reflects that. And I'm able to tune in and offer whoever's watching or reading um, the meaning of this card and how it might help them today. So it's, I, I love the, the creative aspect of this. I can't imagine not painting now. Right. Even though it's only been the last say five years of my life. Yeah. 
you want to do a, a short spread? I don't put you on the spot here. You want to do sure. a spread for Tom or I or either one of us? Sure. Okay. Well, let me, let's, uh, well, which, who wants to go first? Well, you know mine, so look. <laughs> Why don't you, you give Tommy a whirl? Okay. Sounds good. I'm going to tell you, though, I have to ask you this question, Tom. Do you have um, German in your background? Scottish. Scottish. Scottish okay. and Italian. In, I, when I was earlier, it just popped up, I have to say. I picked up German in your energy field, so it may not be from this life, but very, in fact, it's not. It's very old. The word I get, and it, it's, it's uh, like T-E-U-T, T-E-U-T, Teuton or something. Is that like an ancient German? Yep. So it's, it's, you have that in your, in your energetic background. Um, I see you. I have to, sorry, I'm just going to jump in here because it's showing up. This is what yeah, I see you as uh, like a German soldier and you're very stern. You're very strict. And um, you commanded um, you commanded a, an army and you you felt this desire to be very stern and very strict, but it actually who you who you were not like that at your core. You didn't like being in command. It was actually very hard for you, but you were able to step out of your out of your fear of that and become very uh, you earned respect. You earned respect in that way. And that has actually stuck with you. This um I'm going to try to describe it right. This feeling of of needing to earn respect and having to step out of your comfort zone in order to do that. Does that make any sense to you at all? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's the most important thing, I think, in leadership. It's not about the accolades or the money. It's about whether the troops in the end of the game respect you. Mm-hmm. That's really the win. Yep. So that aspect is stuck with you, and I think that uh, it's made you a very – respected and strong person who, and I think you feel much more comfortable in that role now. Is that, would you say that's correct? Oh yeah. I've been in that many times over the last years. Yeah. So that, that had to come out that, 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 that came up earlier and I wanted to share that with you. So thank you for letting me do that. Thank you. So when we do a card reading, when we're not in person, what I'm going to ask you to do, I'm going to hold the deck, and I want you to just put your energy into it. And when you feel like your energy's in it, let me know, and I'm just going to mix it up a little bit and see what comes out for you. So we're we're intending. Go good. I'm going to pull a card that's going to offer Tom whatever information he needs. It's going to help him to move forward in the way that's best for him. All right, and that card is, oh, interesting, your thoughts. So I'm going to hold it up. I want you to look at that card, and I want you to notice the first feeling you get when you look at that card, whatever it is, and tell me what that feeling is. Mm, truth and honesty is what comes up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you... um. You hold your thoughts in high regard, and that sounds kind of funny, it's, but it's not like an ego thing. It's like you're very conscious of your thoughts. You're very, you're, you actually know that your thoughts create your reality, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So this is a, a confirmation, I think, of kind of what I said a moment ago about your sense of integrity and all of that. I feel like this speaks to that. This is confirming to you that your thoughts are, uh, they, they create your reality, that you you put a lot of, um, thought into your thoughts, right? And uh, this has served you well and will continue to serve you well. Does, that, does it make sense? Yes, it does. So the next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to have you do the same thing. We're going we're gonna to ask that whatever you pull out of the light deck is going to complement this. Okay. So same thing. Just put your energy into this deck. Okay, I'm going to pull a card from the light symbol deck that's going to offer Tom what's what he needs in order to move forward in the best way for him. This one doesn't want to come out quite as easily. Let's see. 
There we go. Don't tell me I screwed up the deck with my energy. (laughs) No, not at all. Not at all. Focus. I like it. Focus. So notice that card and just what's the first thing you feel when you look at that card? A little bit of a headache, actually. (laughs) Interesting. Interesting. Okay. I thought you were going to say a bat. What? (laughs) Never mind. So it's interesting, the headache. So I want to put some emphasis on that headache for a moment. Where do you feel it in your head? It was a pulsation, like, on both sides right here. It didn't last long, maybe three, four seconds. Mm-hmm. But it was distinct. Mm-hmm. It means your brain's about to explode, Tom. Yeah. Probably. It's um, good work. <laughs> I'm just tuning into that. Something, you know, I, I'm going to say something shifted because I don't know a better way to explain it, but... Something freed up there. So, you know, whatever you're putting your focus on, and of course I love this card because it's your thoughts, right? right? So maybe relaxing a little bit into allowance and not putting so much focus on your thoughts because the sort of the flip side of what I said before is putting a lot of pressure on yourself to always be, on the up and up and on the straight and narrow. And that goes back to what I said earlier about this German soldier. You're very stern. You're very strict. I feel like you're very stern. You're very strict with yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, my feeling is that these cards are in a way saying, mm, lighten up a little bit. It's all going to be okay. Like take that vacation. Some like of the pressure to release of putting so much focus on your thoughts and making sure that you are thinking and doing the right thing always, because you are because your thoughts are coming from a place of grace, which is compassion and gratitude and forgiveness. And when you are putting your, when your thoughts are originating from that place of grace, they're always going to go out and meet other like thoughts. And you're going to manifest in your life exactly what you need in any given moment. So it's an interesting reading. It's saying, yes, you're right. You're doing all the right things at the same time. Take the pressure off a little bit. So. Okay. Makes sense. I get it. Thank you. That's pretty you're cool. You're welcome. Okay. I thought you were going to say when I put my energy in the cards, they scattered all over the floor. <laughs> and I wasn't sure what was going to happen there. <laughs> so, Valerie, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, um, you know, to either purchase the cards or get a reading or or otherwise maybe even get a piece of art, um, how what what do you prefer that they get a hold of you? What well, I, have, I have I have all kinds of things. I have a, a website, and on the website, I have a link to an Etsy shop. So if somebody's not local to me, um, all my artwork is available to ship. The cards are available to ship. Um, so probably the easiest thing to do would be to give you my website because all the information can be found there. You can find my email address there, my phone number there. I can do all of my work via Skype, Zoom, phone. I'm trained to do hypnosis even, you know, via Skype or Zoom. Uh, I also see in-person clients in Charlottesville. Um, I'm willing to travel a small, you know, certain distance to see clients. So I can certainly give you the link to my website. Sure, absolutely. Why don't you tell folks what, what your website is, and then if they want to take it down, we'll also put it up, you know, on, on the uh, podcast here so they can get to it. But just um, – is that the, the fig leaf uh, webs or it's email? It's the, the figleaf.net. So T H E F I G L E A F.net. And that's going to have all the information. Okay. Awesome. awesome. It also has the artwork that you sell there as well, correct? Um, well, I do have some photos on there, but it's going to have a link to the Etsy shop, which is going to have the available artwork on it. And, uh, it also has a link to Facebook and Instagram, and I always post the art on those places. Yes. And uh, Valerie shot me over uh, some time ago a picture of uh, Phoenix rising, mm-hmm. and that one. And we can I'll get, send that to you, Tom. You can pop it up on the on the podcast, and so that it's so people can get an idea of what this looks like. So, and uh, I know Valerie uh, did some work for my wife and and myself actually artwork. Some time ago, back, uh, I think, in the original days. Exactly. Those, oh, absolutely. Very early on. Yeah, we were in Virginia Beach, and I think that's when that took place. So, 
I think I ended up with 12 pieces or something like that. <laughs> it went on and on. It did. <laughs> Very <laughs> prolific. Yeah. yeah well, you're, prolific. you're an energetic being there. So, you know, lots of, lots of energy came out and that. That's a go-go juice. Yeah. So, um, well, you know, I tell you what, I think uh, if people haven't learned anything and they weren't paying attention because, you know, we, we've learned what the Akashic records are, learned what a, a card reading looked like and kind of the clients that are generally in there. So it sounds to me as though, um, you know, if folks are interested in these past lives and I know since Valerie does hypnosis as well as just the Akashic record readings, you know, there's lots of different ways to get to these past lives that people are very interested in. And for those out there in Virginia, uh, that would be a really uh, fine resource to have. And I know you've, you've done some people that are fairly well known in the world. And so I just want to point out that Valerie does excellent work. So um, from personal experience, I can say that uh, I highly recommend her. And so, um, Tom, is there anything you want to say before we wrap up here? Yeah, I just want to thank you for being with us today and, you know, sharing that information with everyone. And I would tell the audience, um, if you're so inclined, give it a try. Um, you might be shocked at what actually comes through and, you know, how you interpret that and how you adjust your life accordingly. So uh, it may be insightful. You may walk away going, I knew that. But <laughs> most people, there's a little bit of a twist to the game after they get that reading. So. I would suggest, you know, give it a shot if you can. Any closing thoughts, Valerie? Well, thank you both for having me on the show. This has been great fun. I, I've thoroughly enjoyed myself. And uh, I welcome any questions. And I look forward to doing this again sometime. Yeah, should be fun. Great. Well, for all of us here at the Metaphysical Mysteries, uh, we thank you for joining us today. And we'll be back uh, next week with a, another enlightening guest. And who knows what that'll be? Maybe one of those aliens Valerie talked about. But anyway, we'll still be here. So I want to appreciate everybody for tuning in. See you next time.